Sal. I'm Ben. I'm Tiffany. Today we're going to talk about Batman Under the Red Hood, which is funny because the book was originally called, or the story was called Batman Under the Hood. Mm. It wasn't as on the nose. Hmm. And then they made the animated movie adaptation of the book, which incidentally was written by the same guy, Judd Winnick, and they called it Under the Red Hood. And it was such a success and so well received that they retconned the name of this book so now it's just called Under the Red Hood. It's the story that brought Jason Todd back to life. Which sucks. No. Well, here's the thing. No. If you don't want to get, like, attacked online. Because Red Hood is a fan-favorite character. And yeah, back in... He's, he's like an edgy Batman. Yeah. He's, he's Bat-Punisher. Yeah. Uh, and this story came out from 2004 to 2006. Which is like, really? It's also really long... Even though it's not, which is baffling, because I remember when this came out, and I'm like, how could it be? How could it still be going? Right. And it has great covers, and the art is questionable. This story is it really only has like three main characters. It's Batman, it's Red Hood, and it's Black Mask. Yeah. And by the way, like Black Mask is like for no reason targeted in this book. Like he's the he's like the main villain. Well, doesn't he kind of look like Red Hood in a way without wearing a hood? Yeah, he's like Black Hood, where he has like a black head that's like, yeah. but it's a skull. He should be called Black Skull. Yeah, and but... And he's not. Yeah, no. Well, he's Black Mask, because it, it, it's a mask. Okay. But, uh, yeah. But Black Mask is the main kind of like villain slash gangster. Because the idea okay. is that the Red Hood like kind of just bursts onto the scene, and he's immediately attacking organized crime. But because we're not going to try and do, like, the long Halloween again, we got to deal with, like, organized crime being run by, like, crazy people in masks. And I mean, so, like, that's Gotham, sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, Hey, look, if the mobsters can't do it, the villains will do it. Well, the mobsters still do it. It's just more like, also, there are some of the rogues who have adopted the crazy person persona, but also still want to get paid. The story opens with, like, a big, ridiculous fight between Batman and the Red Hood and you're like how do we get here well let's go back let's go back let's find out why Batman's fighting this 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 crazy biker guy uh, because you know you have no context what's happening what's right. happening oh the well, Red Hood I guess I it's red well he's got a gun yeah. or a dagger he has daggers he has guns here why don't you just look at it okay my point being so, is that like it seems like Batman would fight this guy because he's got weapons on him and he's wreaking havoc. Well, Gotham. no, but like it's it's put in the middle of it. We don't. We're not. Yeah, you're, you're not given it, context it, it's clues. It's meant to, to give you a little taste. Of what's yeah. To come. Which you know I'm not really a big fan of. I mean, we just start our stories where they begin and not just when they get interesting. <laughs> no, Batman isn't dealing with some with a hostile takeover of Wayne Enterprises like he always is. Right, because he's not running it. Right. <laughs> By the way, like it's it's incidental. It happens. It's it's what opens the story. Oh no. And so, uh, you know, the idea is that, like, the patents for all the gadgets that he's developed under Wayne's umbrella might go into the public sector, which is, like, making him freak out. Oh. Well, I'm just assuming it's a lot of bad stuff. Yes. Oh, yeah. And he's not really worried about the cat coming out of the bag in terms of his identity as much as he is worried that, like, his enemies will have access to it. Right. Or maybe, like, Green Arrow. And then it's like, oh, no, now Green Arrow has as much gadgetry as I do. Now he has an actual opportunity to put, to put me through the ringer in terms of, like, being cooler than me. Uh, so, this is all I had, you don't understand. Yeah, I just had the gadgets. And you're also a bat. Yeah, but you're Robin Hood. It's more iconic. Yeah. 
Yeah. Let's get that sweet goatee. Right? Sometimes. Green Arrow shows up in this book, by the way. Oh, no way. So the big action set piece is that there's like a secret meeting between a bunch of like uh, organized crime guys, and they all think the Black Mask called the meeting, but he didn't. It oh. was the Red Hood! And then he comes in and shows them a magic trick about how to make a pencil display. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, he, he, he pulls a magic trick by filling their bodies with bullets. Ah! That's just a Frank Castle move. It's straight up. Straight oh no, it's straight up Frank, Frank Castle. Castle. He yeah. even has a Frank Castle gun. Oh yeah. Look at that thing. It's just, well, I mean, he for every every gun is a Frank Castle gun. Yeah. <laughs> okay, fair. So Red Hood kills all these dudes and then Black Mask is like, ooh, I don't like this. And you're like, at this point you're reading the book going like, who gives a shit? <laughs> <laughs> like, who cares what Black Mask thinks? Is Black Mask, Mask there? No. Oh, okay. No, he shows that, like, he's he's doing something else. He's it, late. He's, he's like, late. wait a minute. He wasn't called this meeting. I'm not going to that. <laughs> exactly. That's it. He didn't get, He didn't call the meeting. He, was, he wasn't aware that the meeting was happening. Oh. For some reason, they were really big on, like, Black Mask having this, like, assistant who's, like, this wormy accountant-type guy who's, like, you know, Black Mask and working on something. Does he fulfill any role in this story? Maybe he's, like, a turncoat or he's a secret villain? No. It's just that he's there. Oh. And he... he is a character for Black Mask to bounce his dialogue off of so that he's the the whole book isn't just filled with thought bubbles. Wow, he opens his, his little like skeletal jaw and drinks. Yeah. Like, how is it not spilling out? Does he have lips under there? Yeah, he's got like a real face under there. He decides to call in some outside help and he hires Mr. Freeze. Oh. Yeah. Why? He needs a specialist to like deal with this problem. That's not the first person I would call. Right? No. But... We but want to get Mr. Freeze in the book. Literally, I would not be like, hmm, I've got a problem with a, like a vigilante like assassin. Mm-hmm. I'm going to call Mr. Freeze. I'm going to call Mr. Freeze. You know why? Because nobody calls Mr. Freeze. Well, it's because he's not doing anything. Because he's, yeah. his, oh, he's No, he's dealing with his tube wife. Yeah. Okay. His tube wife has not done anything for a long time. This, this is true. Yeah, she's, she's sitting there. He still has to deal with her. He has to care for her. Yes. He has to pine after her. Yeah, and cry little ice cube tears. And yeah. make little frozen dinners. That's right. So Black Mask then, like, uncharacteristically, like, finances Mr. Freeze's, like, new suit so that he can be ready for his protection. So they outfit Mr. Freeze with a suit that looks just like the one from the animated series. And it's just an excuse to get Mr. Freeze into the animated series suit. Okay. I'm, <laughs> Which I'm, is like, I'm cool, on board now. okay, yay. Now I'm on board. Yeah. So Batman gets a tip about some weapons that are being sold on the docks. So Batman naturally shows up. Nightwing bumps into him and he's like, hey, man, you want to help? Uh, and Batman's like, get away. Like, if you want to help me, like, you can follow. But, like, don't, 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 like, think that we're teaming up because I'm Batman. Like, he's a real dick and for no reason. Nightwing is part of the Teen Titans right now? No. No, Nightwing's he's just a, Nightwing. He's an adult man. Yeah. There are no more Teen Titans that Nightwing would be a part of. But, uh, there's also no Titans either. So, <laughs> so Nightwing's just kind of hanging out. Nightwing is in charge of a city called Bloodhaven, yeah, which is like a neighbor's thing. Oh, it's right. It's a crap hole. Yeah, it's like worse than Gotham, which is like, Why? Maybe he's concerned the, the weapons are going to be going to Bloodhaven, so that's why he's on the docks. No, he's just he's just helping out Batman. Because Batman's gone through some shit. This is right after Identity Crisis, where, like, uh, Batman gets his mind wiped by Zatanna okay. uh, because of the whole, like, Dr. Light thing. If you want to know more about Identity Crisis, we did a whole episode about it over there. Uh, but suffice it to say, Batman's gone through some shit, particularly with his peers. So he's feeling isolated. And so Nightwing's like, I'm going to check on him. Because, like, that's what I do. Because he's right. like my surrogate father. So Nightwing helps him out, and so they show up at the docks, and there's going to be, like, a weapons exchange. They crack open one of the uh, the boxes, and they find, like, a slew of weapons confiscated from Batman's rogues. It's got, like, Joker gas balls and, like, Mr. Freeze ray guns and all kinds of other crazy crap. And they're like, oh, man, it's a good thing we stopped this right before it hit the street. And then, boomerangs. And Captain Boomerang's boomerangs. Thank God we stopped those. Hey, those boomerangs are <laughs> deadly. And then they hand somebody capable, they might actually do something. Yeah, they'll always come back. 
Yeah. So Batman and Nightwing are deciding what they're going to do about it until they realize that they're actually all wired to explode. So Batman and Nightwing jump out of the way, all the weapons explode, and uh, then they see the person who triggered the explosion, which is the Red Hood, and he's like on a nearby building, and they're like, oh, like he must have triggered the explosion. What is going on? And the idea is that like Red Hood has got his own schemes that he's hatching, and part of it involves like tormenting Batman, the other part is like his kind of one-man war on crime. Where he's like, he facilitated the deal with the docks, and he's the one who rigged the, the explosion so that those weapons wouldn't get in the wrong hands and stuff. So, Batman and Nightwing give chase to Red Hood. There's a fun little fight, and it winds up in a warehouse where they bump into Amazo. Ah. And Amazo is an adaptive android. I literally thought it was going to be, like, steroided Namor. Right? He Namor, certainly looks like that. Yeah, he looks like Namor on Venom. <laughs> Uh, but it's not. It's Amazo, who is, by the way, like, so Amazo is this dumb robot who has stolen the powers of the Justice League. And depending on which Amazo you're talking about, determines which um, members of the Justice League he's stolen powers from. So he's impossible to ever be. Yes. That's well, why he's or at least Amazo. that's the conceit. Yeah. So uh, Batman and Nightwing fight the Amazo android. And Batman determines at some point that like he's an older model, which means he doesn't have the powers of like Green Lantern and stuff. So he's only got like Superman's powers. Oh, only. Yeah, so it's only, I gotta fight Superman. <laughs> it's like I could do that. But it's also a robot, so it's not like invulnerable. Yeah. It does have like super Yeah, but brain. you also can't like use kryptonite against it. You can, but they're not going to. Uh, so. <laughs> Wait, it gets their vulnerabilities too? Yeah. He looks like he got kicked out of Mirkwood for, like, doing steroids. Like, <laughs> Are you, you choosing again? <laughs> no! <laughs> okay. Well. Can we go to the dying, dying lands now? <laughs> yeah, not... I don't think you're going to make it, Flindell, <laughs> son of Glindell. <laughs> it's Glindell! I'm going to kill you! Yeah, whoa, oh, okay. you are well. stressing out. Hey, can you do us a favor? Can you can you go get some uh, brook water for us? Well, well, just for the trip. Yeah. For the trip. Very well, I will carry it all back. Oh, everybody, let's get the hell out of here right now. So ultimately, like Nightwing and Batman just take this android apart. Like it's going to use heat vision. So Batman puts like plastique on its eyes and blows up its face, and then Nightwing jams like batterings into its ears and crap, and then ultimately Batman just hits it with the Batmobile. <laughs> oh, and they put a banana up its butt. Right. Yeah. That's that to clog its tailpipe. Exactly. Just like I know, in the first cartoon. Show. I know he's an android, but it's just funny that this happens in this book when they're introducing a, like a more edgy version of like a Bat family member. It's yeah. just like Like Batman but, and Nightwing can easily murder somebody and they are vicious to this robot. <laughs> who clearly is like sentient. Right. Anyway, so they kill the robot. But it's a robot. We don't have to feel bad about that. Right. So they kill the robot, and then uh, Black Mask, remember the villain of the story or whatever, gets a call from the Red Hood, and the Red Hood's like, so listen, I want to make a deal with you. And Black Mask is like, I don't want to make a deal with you. Uh, you're a dick. I want to kill you. And Red Hood's like, listen, I managed to get like 100 pounds of kryptonite. Are you willing to deal? And, Red and Black Mask is like, now I am. What do you want? And so the Red Hood's like, I want $14 million delivered by you at this warehouse. And Black Mask is like, right on, cool. And so he doesn't go, and instead he sends Mr. Freeze to go get it. <laughs> sure. And so Mr. Freeze shows up with some money. Uh, maybe it's the $14 million until wow. Red Hood... he really... I'm sorry. So I straight up that, the animated just, series. That's awesome. Yeah, because it's like, that's the one I want to see. I like that one. I don't want to see your overly complicated Arnold version. I don't want to oh, see no. some, like, scaled back, I can control my temperature, like, you know, just naked Mr. Freeze. I just want to see the animated series because I'm just reminded of that. Yeah. 
So Mr. Freeze is like, okay, so I'm here uh, on behalf of Black Mask, I'm ready to deal. And Red Hood's like, so let me get this straight. You probably have like $100,000 on top of like a bunch of newspapers. <laughs> and Freeze is like, yeah. And so then they, they attack. And Red Hood, like, he's got like, a, he completely rigged the warehouse. Like there's, there's big uh, crates that then like explode and there's Gatling guns that pop out of them and they kill everybody except for Mr. Freeze because we're not going to kill Mr. Freeze. Right, but it's also like, this is so bizarre because it's like, this is effectual because the person you hired isn't used to doing this and didn't like check the place out. Yeah. It's like, if he had hired anyone else right. who might be skilled at this, it would have been a lot harder. Yes. And in fact, someone who would be more skilled to defeat the Red Hood is brought in kind of. Oh. But even he is like, no, I can't defeat the Red Hood. I'm, he's too awesome and powerful. So, uh, he, he might even be more awesome than Batman, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, totally. Oh, no. Black Mask makes that assertion at the end of the book where he's like, Batman, he's, he, you can't defeat him. And then Batman's like, I don't have to. And you're like, okay. But you do, because the book's got to end. <laughs> so, uh, so they fight Mr. Freeze. or so, so Red Hood fights Mr. Freeze, and then Batman and Nightwing show up because they hear the commotion. And uh, so then Red Hood's like, nah, you can't defeat me. It's just a series of stuff that happens, this book. It's, it, like, it's cool in as much as, like, if you've always wanted to see a member of the Bat family murder people, like, yay! If you don't, it's like, what? And there's, this also came out during a time when, like, there were a few certainties of the comic book world. Nobody stays dead except for Bucky, Uncle Ben, mm -hmm. and Jason Todd. And before you knew it, Jason Todd came back, Bucky came back, and Uncle Ben is the catalyst for Spider-Verse. So, bite me. <laughs> Rules of comics. But so far in this story, we don't know it's Jason Todd. We don't yet. officially know yet. Although, we've seen some rumblings in Batman Hush. Uh, part of the gauntlet that Batman has put through uh, is the... Jason's grave is disturbed, and when Batman shows up, Seemingly, Jason Todd is there in a hush outfit, and he's like, I was hushed the whole time, haha, -ha. and like, I'm alive. And uh, then Batman fights him, and it turns out it's Clayface. Mm, okay. And you're like, oh, okay. Um, that gets retconned. So, that uh, gets retconned that it was him? It's even worse than you think. Where it's like, no, it wasn't Clayface. Because, like, obviously, it was Clayface. Batman fights him, and then, like, he deforms and becomes Clayface and melts away. But no, as it turns out, when Jason Todd came back to life after some chicanery, which I will get into later, uh, he then decides to contact Hush when he finds out about Hush's scheme, gets involved, and then gives Hush the idea to hire Clayface and make him impersonate him. So then Jason Todd shows up, and he's the first person that Batman sees in that scene from Hush. It's actually Jason Todd. He fights him a little bit, and then when he gets like knocked away, he switches places with Clayface. So then Clayface and Batman fight, so it's, it looks like... It was never Jason Todd, but in reality, it was Jason Todd the whole, almost the whole time. Okay. So Batman and Nightwing, like, kick ass. Uh, Mr. Freeze obviously escapes right. because we can't kill Mr. Freeze, even though the Red Hood seemingly is this new anti-hero who's going to kill everybody. I love his move to get away, too. Oh, yeah. He shoots I'm going to create an ice pillar. Yeah, pew! You're like, I... that's fun. That's like a little Iceman move. Yeah. yeah. May makes a little ice wall she can ride up. Oh, yeah, that's true. Red Hood tracks down where the Joker is, and obviously the Joker's holed up in a, like, abandoned funhouse in a... 
okay. carnival or whatever. If I were mayor of Gotham... Yeah, no more carnivals. We're knocking them all down. No more toy factories. Like, no more anything no. clown-themed or vaguely... If it's like, not open and running, it's it's over. Yeah. Uh, I am the Gotham Historical Society, and I have a real problem with you getting rid of this wonderful You're landmark. in charge, officially. You have to be there. You have to live on premises, and you got to keep that up yeah. Up to date, up to Very current. well! I, oh, I'm already dead. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, then let's just go forward with my plan. I am yeah. the vice president of the Historical Society! Yeah. I don't think he's gonna make it. No. So, Red Hood shows up and Joker's get, like seemingly like, like a low point. He's like sad or whatever. It's weird. It's a weird version of the Joker. But uh, Red Hood breaks out a crowbar and then he beats the Joker into unconsciousness. And you're not sure if it's unconsciousness or not. It, just, it looks like he kills the Joker with a crowbar, which is kind of cool. Especially if you're like, oh, it's Jason Todd. And by the way, he also like takes off his helmet and he reveals that he's Jason Todd. Or like what Jason Todd would look like if Robin were like five years because, old. Because like you don't know who that is. Right, you're like, it's a dude. and It, it looks like a big Robin. I mean, what do, you, what do you want from me? But then again, like, every Robin looks the same. Yes. It's yeah. so a young man with black hair and a, and a domino mask. I love yeah. that he's wearing two masks. Yeah. <laughs> Batman does too. Sometimes. Right. Not in this book, but most of the time. So also, that's I cheap. I don't understand how those masks work, and I never will. They have like adhesive on the on the on the yeah, inside. Yeah, spirit gum or something. Are they yeah. are they soft? Because sometimes they emote with them, and sometimes they. Like... Oh yeah, they they contour to your face. Oh. Yeah, they're very thin, but very like durable. Oh okay. It's a special polymer that Batman has invented. Oh. Green Arrow doesn't have that. Oh wait. Batman is like a friend's discount for like people in the Justice League who have like domino masks. You're like, oh, maybe it's Jason Todd after all. He beat the Joker with a crowbar, you know, like the Joker did to Jason Todd. Remember that? More and more of Black Mask's people are being systematically taken out by the Red Hood. Except uh, for the Joker, who was just a side project? Yeah. <laughs> it's a hobby. Well, I mean, you know, it's funny. That's kind of like, it's, it's a little early for that. It was a little early for it's that. It's a little early for that to happen in this book. I agree. Like, you know, that's Especially for be... the end of the story, by the way. Okay. I'm just saying because it's like, this is the guy who tried to kill you. Yes. And you go after him now? Right. Like, I don't know. Right. And then there's all this other story, and then you're going to do the big grand uh, revenge or avenging of your own death. What? Yeah, hang on. So Batman is trying to... Batman immediately suspects that the Red Hood is Jason Todd. Oh. Uh, because of the way that he fights and moves and you know he like he can predict Batman's moves he's basically both Nightwing and Batman muse that like there's no way that anybody is this good except us and so you know Batman's like right on so it's gotta be Jason Todd back to life and this is before the fight scene that we saw in the beginning of the book yeah yeah we, okay. haven't, we haven't keyed up to that yet got it but uh but when he was did. fighting Mr. Freeze, that's when... Or when Mr. Freeze got away and they were fighting the Red Hood, that's yeah. when he figured it out. Yeah. Well, they figured, or had his suspicions. They never even say that they've had suspicions, but we get the indication that Batman had suspicions during that experience in the scene where Batman calls on Satana to check out a Lazarus pit that was sealed. He basically wants to confirm with Zatanna whether the Lazarus pit can just heal people or actually raise the dead. Okay. Which is weird because you'd think Batman would know this by now. Why would Zatanna know? Because Zatanna is magic. Yeah. And 
she might be able to use magic to understand because she's also dealing directly with like life and death and it's whatnot. A, it's an interesting call because it's like he could have called on Dr. Fate. Yeah. Constantine. But we also want to have some angst because he's really angry and resentful of Zatanna for what she did to him right. during Identity Crisis. Yeah, I know. Like they, they wanted to make it work. And yeah. I mean, yeah, she's magically inclined. So, yeah. Cool. No, we had to have a line where she says, why did you call me? And Batman says, because I needed someone I could trust and I had to settle for you. Because you're like, Batman's a dick. Yeah, right. <laughs> Even though, like, she is too. Because she betrayed him. How but, do you say, uh, teleport the Red Hood here and render him powerless and yeah. backwards? Do me a favor. Uh, Superman, dress as me and go to Gotham and wait for Red Hood to show up. And then grab him and bring him to the cave. <laughs> Except that's how Batman would solve every problem, so he's not going to do that. Uh, so Batman is basically going on, like, a world tour of people who know things about coming back to life from the dead. Okay. He goes to visit Jason Blood. I was gonna say, is that is that him? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. You you know those wingtips. Oh yeah. And he's like, yeah, Jason, magic, death, and he's like, eh, vague answer. Batman's like, mm, unsatisfactory. Leaves. Mm -hmm. uh, we also ran into a character they're really pushing during this time named Onyx, who is a member of the League of Assassins, who's reformed, who's part of like Batman's entourage. She's an oh. antihero who kicks ass, uh, and uh, and and reformed more or less. Okay. And also, like League of Shadows, Lazarus Pit stuff. There yeah. Well, she, she, no relation to that. It's, it's just the fact that, like, she's in the book. And if you don't know who Onyx is, that's who she is. Okay. She's part of the story. She ain't part of the story right now, but she's here in this story. And uh, she's trying to, like, take down the underworld, too. She's helping, like, Batman out, kind of. Wow, how um, many more people can we cram into this book? All of them. Oh my God. Batman goes to Star City, where he calls up Green Arrow, and so he's like, Hey, Ollie, how did you die exactly? Which we covered in Green Arrow Quiver, which was written by Kevin Smith mm -hmm. when he resurrected Green Arrow. Uh, and he's like, Yeah, I died in a plane explosion. And Batman's like, Yeah, but like, how did you come back to life? Did you do any like occult stuff? And Ollie's like, Dude, no. Like, Parallax, aka Hal Jordan, brought me back to life using like magic during final night or whatever i don't know it's really complicated all i know is like i'm back and in fact it's very complicated you should watch the episode it's really intricate also like i didn't do anything yeah. i died yeah. i woke, then i was here yeah, i woke up and i was two versions of myself or something like my body was here but my soul was in heaven and then we had to unite them both to make this version of me i don't know batman what do you want <laughs> meanwhile ollie's also responsible for more memory altering for batman so there's some like tension there too but it doesn't matter. In fact, there's in no way to the story. So Batman gets a call from Onyx where she's like, yeah, so I saw the Red Hood and he did this stuff. And he's like, yeah, don't call me unless you know where he is. And she's like, cool, I'm glad I work for you. <laughs> so uh, while she is uh, keying in on a drug deal with a bunch of jerks, Red Hood shows up and he's like, I heard my ears burning. Like, let's go kick their ass. And so she and the Red Hood kind of like team up and fight these drug dealers because they're selling drugs to children. Right, and I mean, to be fair though, like, her head shape's the same as his head shape there. Yeah, so, so she should really be his Robin. <laughs> Red Hood and Onyx. So be keeping up the color theme. Yeah. But, uh, so... Batman... Oh, so, uh... So Red Hood and Onyx go and they fight these drug dealers, and it's pretty cool until Red Hood just starts murdering them. He pulls out a friggin' minigun like a predator, just... And she's like, whoa, what are you doing? And he's like, this isn't, like, kitty playtime. He says the same thing that every murderer or antihero says to Batman whenever they come to ahead with their philosophies. And uh, so Batman, meanwhile, is in Metropolis, and he stops Why like Why would a... she think it would be fine to team up with Red Hood then? 
Because she, he appealed to her sense of justice. You know, she's like, these guys are bad. Let's go kick their ass. And she's like, oh, yeah, I was going to do that anyway, so why not? They go a little faster with two people. This guy looks like Captain Boomerang, but with a bat. He really does. Like, But he's not. He's just a jerk. Okay. Who's robbing a, who's robbing a who cares? Like, it doesn't matter. I think it's a bank. But uh, Batman stops a robbery in Metropolis. Superman shows up, and he's like, hey, man, what's going on? What are you doing here? And Batman's like, we need to talk about that time you died. Because I'm compiling a big like presentation on life and death in the DC universe. Alfred. Okay. Get my PowerPoint. <laughs> I didn't die. That's what he says. He goes, I didn't die. I was beaten into a Kryptonian sleeping coma. Batman's like, Psh. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds really dumb. What was I doing that time? Oh, paralyzed. <laughs> Fair enough. The less we talk about that era, the better. No, he actually says something like, he says something like fourth wall breaking where he's like, uh, were you really in a sleeping coma, or do we just all tell each other that to feel better about what happened? And Superman's like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> dude, I don't know. I wasn't there. I mean, I was there, but, like, not there. Yeah, you should ask the other four versions of me that were running around. I, mm-hmm. I kind of figure you would know. You came back to life. Right. Yeah, not late. Not until now. I thought you were being, you know, oh, yeah. Superman being like, I thought you'd know. Because you're Batman. Yeah, don't you know everything? Aren't you Batman? <laughs> Smoke pellet. Yeah. So I can you, see you. Yeah. So Superman's like, "What are you? What are you doing, Bruce? Like, slow down." And so Bruce does like actually kind of like chill out a little bit. And he's like, "Dude, like, shit's going down. It's really heavy, and I don't really know. And I, I haven't slept in like days. Yeah. And I am freaking out. And I really don't know, man. Like, it's I, I'm 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 chasing a hunch, and I really don't want to be right. And I'm basically just like delaying." Me, the inevitable. Yeah, I'm delaying me actually knowing, like, answering my own question. Right, because, like, my greatest failure might be Might back actually be back. And, and punch and, me in the face. Right, and also is doing the opposite of my philosophy. Yeah. So, uh, Red Hood and Onyx come to blows philosophically. Uh, Onyx is like, I have to stop you. Red Hood's like, you can't because I've already stabbed you in the, in the shoulder. And Onyx's like, oh, I, <laughs> you did. Oh, look at that. And you're like, oh, no, Red Hood's going to kill Onyx. Not Onyx. So they, they have this back and forth. Where, you know, he's like, you know, you're not going far enough, uh, Batman, blah. And then uh, he basically just goes like, yeah, but you're not a bad guy, so I'm not actually going to kill you. So he pulls out the knife. He gives her like a compression pad, keeps her from, you know, bleeding out. And uh, I love that shot right there because it looks like one of the owl masks. It does look like the Court of Owls mask, which is not intentional because they didn't exist yet. <laughs> but, uh, but he goes like, okay, now that you've got your like compression pad on, we stopped the bleeding. We're, this is the part we're supposed to fight. Because, like, you're not going to join me, obviously. And, you know, that's what happens in these superhero exchanges. And then Batman's like, no, that's not this part. And you're <laughs> like, oh, no! Because, of course, like, Onyx tipped off Batman. Right. Uh, Batman, of course... he yelled at her. Yeah. Also, Batman was using a plane to get around, so, like, it's, he's, he's really fast. Oh, and she finally knew where Red Hood was, so she's like, yeah, I'll team up with you. It'll keep you busy. <laughs> Bingo. So then Batman and Red Hood fight. Okay. A lot. Yeah. And... You know, Red Hood keeps taunting at him, and Batman's like, you know, you need to confirm for me that you're really Jason Todd. Like, I know it's you, but I really don't want to be right. Just tell me. Just tell Jason me. who? Yeah. So they wind up uh, in an alley, not unlike the alley in which Batman's parents are murdered and where Batman met Jason Todd in the first place. Right. And then Jason pops off his, his Predator helmet, which has like a thing yeah. on it. And he reveals, like, nah I look like a guy with black hair and a domino mask. But I guess that also looks like Jason Todd at the end. Uh, so he reveals hey, that he's Jason Todd. do you know what I would look like? Maybe, like, 15 years older? Right, exactly. <laughs> no. I was 13 when I died. Uh, by the way, also in their fight, he 
gets Batman's mask off first. You're like, oh no, I hope it is Jason Todd, because otherwise his secret's screwed. So then he's like, you know, I guess I'll return the favor. He takes off his Predator helmet, and then he's like, nah, I'm Jason Todd. And Batman's like... Now he's just a guy in a jacket. Yeah, now he's just a biker. Who's, who's, has like, who's really serious about eye protection. <laughs> so uh, Todd is like, you know, I know that you're going to like, tr- you know, chase every lead and you're going to like stretch yourself out trying to figure it out. So let me just make it easy for you. He grabs a batarang and he cuts his bat in the back of his head. He's like, there, I got some like, I got some tissue and I got some blood. You can analyze that. You can figure it out for yourself. You can confirm what you already know. And some hair. And some hair. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's, it's everything. It's a whole package. Right. So uh, Batman takes that He's and like, then... also, I left another little present in your car. Yeah. I pooped in it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> Uh, no, he does actually uh, trigger the explosive that's oh. in the Red Hood helmet, which provides a handy distraction so the Red Hood can get away. Why don't you just use a smoke pellet? No, I gotta make the head explode because Why the helmet... would you ever keep an explosive in your helmet? You know, I was wondering that myself uh, because he just really, really trusts his training. He's well, like, no, it's not gonna blow up unless I push the button. But what? What? Yeah, you gotta push a button to make my helmet explode. Right, and where is that button? Oh, it's, it's in my on pocket. me all the time. Yeah. Okay, well, you were just tumbling around. Yeah, exactly. From like the highest building to the lowest alleyway. So, you know, there's no him. opportunity for you to just fall on. I fall on my keys like six times in my life. <laughs> Every time was a debilitating experience. Anyway, so uh, he blows up his helmet. This isn't the first time or the last time that he will have done this friggin' move. So Batman confirms using his bat computer that it is Jason Todd. He is back to life. We don't know how. We don't care how. It doesn't matter. It's it's just awesome. Oh my God! This this retcon. Holy crap! And Alfred's sad. Alfred's really sad. He also like he 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 point he gestures to like the Jason Todd memorial in the cave, and he's like, in light of what's happening, would you like me to remove the memorial? And Batman says, No. This changes nothing. Which I kind of like. Yeah. And he's like, No. My ward is dead. He deserves a memorial in the cave. There's an asshole zombie jumping around in his body. And even if it's him, it's not, it's not Jason. Exactly. Even though it is totally Jason in every way and he completely is like emotionally compromised as a result of it. After we confirm officially Jason Todd is back to life, there's no going back. Official. Officially. We flash back to like Batman's guilt over Jason's death and how Jason was like brash and in, you know in a rush and always hot-headed and, and, you know, leap first, thought later, that kind of thing. Uh, they analyzed the coffin and they were doing all this, like, different, like, but, forensics. Oh, right. No, they did find the body, right? No. No, they didn't. Uh, I in thought... Hush, they exhume the coffin and there's nobody inside. No, but I meant in the original, like, when he died. He had the body, right? I thought yeah. the building blew up, though. Oh, yeah, no. That um, always, like... Yeah, in Death in the Family... I guess you're kind of... The building blows up. Batman finds Jason and his mother's body. Yeah. Uh, he takes... He, I don't remember where he has the mother buried, but, like, he has the body sent back home. Mm-hmm. Right. From Ethiopia. And buried in a secure location. Uh, I believe there's also, like, two graves. One where, the, the re, like, you know, where he's buried, and then the other one where he's actually buried. So if anybody were to know his identity, they couldn't use Jason's real body like against him. Right. This is what Jeff Loeb wrote in Hush. Then they're so he like turn into some sort of like macabre puppet. Right. Like this, which he <laughs> actually which he absolutely does when he comes back to life. Uh, so then they're checking the 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 the, the, the coffin to make more confirm like confirmations. So they're basically like there was never a body in here or something. Like But he put it in there. Yeah, but like it's a different coffin or something. It, they make like three different retcons in this. One in Hush where it's like there were two coffins and then 
at the end of Hush, Batman's like, yo, Riddler, where is Jason's body? And, Jay and Riddler's like, no, that is the riddle, isn't it? He doesn't know based on this and everything after that. Like, he doesn't, he just doesn't know. Right. And oh, that's real, a good one. Mm, good question. Wait, what do you mean, where's the body? Yeah, what? What body? Because <laughs> Batman, like, <laughs> accuses him of, like, desecrating the body of a child. And Riddler's like, mm -hmm, and you're like, no. First of all, gross. Secondly, Riddler, don't own that. Riddler just doesn't want to, like, admit he doesn't know something. Exactly. Yeah. So he's like, I'd rather you just assume I did this. Which, by the way, like, pretty in keeping with his character. Yeah. And then I can imagine later on, Batman's like, you lied. You didn't know. Yeah. Hey, Riddler. I figured it all out. By the way, point Batman, zero for Riddler. Uh, also, you didn't know shit. Riddler's like, ooh. <laughs> ah, but uh, at least I didn't desecrate the child of the body his... of the child. This is true. But you say... did... Claim to, which is almost worse. When oh, come you on. Creep? How is that almost worse? Who wants to own that? You creeper. When he, when he gets that shot, all of his question marks become exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> if his suit changed like that, that would be amazing. That would be a great art trick. I would love to see that. So Even he, if it's just a dream sequence, I want that now. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Batman... So Red Hood is tearing up Gotham, ruining... Black Mask's operations. Again, like, what? Just, why Black Mask? There are many different mobs in Gotham. Why just Black Mask? It doesn't matter. There are many like this, but this one is mine. Yeah, it's like, it's like they really want to make Black Mask Red Hood's big villain. It's I because guess so. of his arch nemesis, but he's not. Well, I don't like the fact that he's got like a skull yeah. and I was dead. Well, like, he's You explain got, it to me then. He's got a, he's got a strong external helmet-like device, as do I. And his is like is like death. I'm from death. He doesn't even know. Yeah. Also, he's like a perverse version of me. In this one, it really just looks like his face. Straight up a face. It's straight up just a face. No, it face. is. Yeah. In this, it's a straight up face. So, Todd is blowing shit up and kicking ass. At one point, sure. he uh, there's like a drug deal that's going to happen in this warehouse. Batman finds out about it. He shows up. He's like, everybody get out! And then uh, he like searches the building and finds a big bomb. And Red Hood calls him up, you, you know, using all the surveillance equipment that's in the building. And mm -hmm. he's like, you better, you know, you, there's nothing you can do. You can't stop the bomb. Uh -huh. And Batman, of course, like, basically, Red Hood says something like, you're not going to save an empty building for no reason. And so Batman bails and the bomb blows up the building. It turns out the building was owned by Black Mask. And so, like, even if Red Hood wanted to kill the drug dealers that work for Black Mask, even though they got away, he still wins because he blew up one of Black Mask's buildings. So, you know, Black Mask's whole operation is just falling apart. And he's bitching about it to his assistant when he's like, he, he, he has this hilarious inter exchange where he's like, you know, it's the, the Batman's waging war against this Red Hood guy who's waging war against me. I'm telling you, buddy, we're just, we're in, we're in the cross, we're, we're not even players. We're just in the crosshairs. And he's like musing about it in front of his window. And he looks across the way and he sees the Red Hood's across on the other building with a rocket launcher. And he's like, oh, crap. So then Black Mask bails. <laughs> and uh, uh, The assistant dies? No, the assistant manages to get away. And so uh, Red Hood blows up Black Mask's penthouse like office, uh, which, by the way, shouldn't have been able to be blown up because it's like impenetrable and it's got like special like explosive-proof glass. But the window that Black Mask was standing in front of had been was going to be repaired, and so like they removed the special glass. And Red Hood figured that out because he's a detective like Batman. Okay. So ultimately, Black Mask gets called up by Deathstroke, the, aka that's Slade Wilson. The guy you call. And that's the guy you call. That's the Mr. Freeze. <laughs> 
He didn't call Deathstroke, by the way. Deathstroke is representing the secret society, and he's like, we want you in the secret society, and in exchange for your membership, we will help you out. Does that mean that now we're gonna have an awesome fight between the Batman-trained, formerly dead sidekick, Red Hood, versus the oft-Titans villain and perfectly trained weapons master, Deathstroke the Terminator? No. Deathstroke, what? Deathstroke Django fets this shit up and he subcontracts the work to two lesser villains that are in the employ of the Secret Society. Hold on. So I'm sorry, three. They desperately want Black Mask. Why? Because he's got influence and money and Because he has a resources. skull face? I mean, he's, here's the thing. Why we called him instead of like, you know, the Maronis or the Falcones, mostly because they didn't go with theming. Right. You know, costuming. Right. So, so the Secret Society's like, hey, we need a villain. We want another villain, and we want one with, like, money. Although, you're kind of getting the shit kicked out of you right now with your organization. Yes, so we'll help you out, and... Also, we've all been laughing about the fact that you called Mr. Freeze. Yeah, why would you do that? Incidentally, also, we did not call Mr. Freeze Also, either. where is Mr. Freeze by this He's, point? He got away. He got and, away. And that's it? And that's the end of Mr. Freeze. He just took his outfit. Oh, are you sensing a theme? <laughs> where it's like, hey, a cool character, and they show up, and then they their 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 purpose in the story is outlived, and so they you and don't they, see them anymore. And they Danny catch it up. Right? Yeah, and then they leave. <laughs> By the way, there's the it would be cool if it was all the culminating. Like, remember in Marvel Knights Spider-Man when like Spider-Man met like all these different characters, all these like he he deals with the Fantastic Four and the Avengers and everything, and they're seemingly just there to be a cool scene. And then at the end, they all show up at the end? Doesn't happen here, so don't get okay. excited. Don't, don't try be, to link these two non-connected stories. It'd also be a little nicer if somehow they were all connected to Jason Todd as well. Right. Like, if Mr. Freeze had done something. Well, yeah, like, I mean, calling Superman is kind of connected, but it would be cool if he called Wonder Woman or something, because that, that they're kind of on the outside too. I don't remember if that's the case at this point, but the fact is, like... One of the most celebrated Superman stories of all time is For the Man Who's Everything, which is written by Alan Moore, which we've done a back issues, which you can click over there to find out more about. But uh, when Batman and Wonder Woman go to visit Superman at the Fortress of Solitude on his birthday when they deal with the Black Mercy, Jason Todd is Robin in that story. Yeah. Oh. So, hey, those are two Justice Leaguers you could use that are connected with Jason Todd in some way. Nope. Hey, Jason Todd, you want to meet my awesome friends? Because Wonder Woman didn't die. We got to do the characters who have died. Right. So Deathstroke and Black Mask team up. Incidentally, they're under surveillance by both Batman and the Red Hood. And so Batman and the Red Hood are like, ooh. So we gotta spring into action. Okay. Unbeknownst to each other. So Deathstroke and Black Mask team up. And Deathstroke takes off his hood. He's like, oh, yeah. now you. You want to you explain <laughs> yeah. that other uh, image I'm looking at? Oh, these are, the, these are the villains that Deathstroke subcontracts to Black Mask. A hyena? The hyena and Captain Nazi. I'm sorry, what? Captain Nazi is a DC villain who was alive during the Third Reich, which is why he's old, but he has like cybernetic enhancements that make him like buff and technically... The hyena is also dead, but as they muse in their fourth wall-breaking conversation, there were two of them. Okay. So this hyena is the one that isn't dead. I like the fact that Captain Nazi is wearing a green and red outfit. Like a Robin suit. No. 
Like something the Nazis would never wear. Oh, yeah. No, his outfit is not designed by Hugo Boss. I was going to say, now that Hugo Boss is gone and, you know, doesn't want to be associated. Yeah, he had to, he had to freelance. He had, he had to do it himself. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go well. The hand, it seems like a character Harley Quinn would be way into. Right? Huh. That'd be cool. <laughs> so, uh, so Red Hood fights with Captain Nazi and the hyena. And then, of course, Batman shows up. And it's cute because, like, Batman had been watching the entire time. And then Red Hood kind of like taunts at him a little bit when Batman shows up he's like you couldn't decide if you could let me live or die huh and Batman says shut up and fight and then so, the two of them team up wait hyena and Captain Nazi actually get the drop on Red Hood yeah the hyena well they don't get the drop Captain on Captain Nazi actually, actually Red Hood gets the drop on them but they do give them a run for their money so you know they're fighting and... I'm sorry what's the hyena's powers he's a hyena she I'm sorry she is well it's nebulous as to whether it's a man or a woman in fact deathstroke and black mask have a hilarious conversation about whether or not it is a woman and it's kind of hard to tell so but the one who died was the man hyena right mr freeze got taken out in, immediately in, in moments well no his his henchman got taken out he just left that's true and batman struggled in a fight against him yeah but but batman and yeah and captain nazi that's basically like cheetah I guess. I think it's because no one ever prepared to fight them. This is fair. That, yeah. Like, they're, they're so lay, low down on the list. They're like, man, I never thought I'd, I'd actually have to come to this day where I yeah. had to fight the hyena and Captain Nazi. But don't forget, District did have another villain up his sleeve. Okay. Who, when Batman and Red Hood defeat, or momentarily defeat Captain Nazi and the hyena, reveals himself to be Count Vertigo. You're just making shit up, aren't you? I mean, look, he's right there. Count Vertigo unleashes his powers, which of course give them, you know, the ability to not get, stand up right. Does he give everyone Vertigo? Uh, it's, he, it certainly works on Batman and the Red Hood. It doesn't work on Captain uh, Nazi because he has cybernetic enhanced eyes. Okay. The hyena seems to be kind of messed up though. Well, it shouldn't be anything to do with the eyes. Or like, maybe it is. I thought it was, Vertigo was like an inner ear thing. It is an inner ear thing. Maybe, so, but maybe, or maybe that's Captain Seasickness. Yeah. Maybe Captain, Captain Vertigo is just like, I pretty much give you the same symptoms, mm -hmm. but it's ocular based. So right? I'm still going to go with it. It is like kind of a, kind of a hypnotism thing. And Captain Hypto was already taken, so. Well, yeah. <laughs> While she is disrupted by Count Vertigo's Vertigo, Batman uses a scrap of his cape to punch her in the nose, which of course is very receptive right. to and if she's like, a, like if she's anything like a shark it, it makes her back off exactly <laughs> yeah thereby making hyena who is clearly gone feral at this point uh so wrapped up in the scent of count vertigo that she attacks him instead uh meanwhile captain nazi has the red hood kind of in a headlock and then the red hood just straight up murders captain nazi using some like electrodes in his eyes and Batman's i think like, this is the first time it. i'm fine with that right yeah well and now you know why the villains chosen were captain nazi count vertigo and the hyena because you could kill any of them and no one would complain like fans wouldn't be outraged that's why mr freeze wasn't here because the red hood needs to assert that he's a murderer right it's how you can have like the punisher in the marvel universe but why doesn't he just straight up murder the kingpin or norman osborne or any major villain right. like, it's why the only major villain he's ever murdered was stilt man at least with all the other people red hood has killed like they're unnamed henchmen right yeah exactly like you can kill and drug gangs. dealers yeah. and gang members and like second lieutenants to black mass but as long as you don't kill 
name characters, or you can kill name characters who nobody gives a crap about. Plus, it's a Nazi, so now you're like, you don't even really care if Red Hood did it. You're like, oh, it's okay, he was a Nazi, it's fine. So, well, it's your Batman. Right, who is, you know, outraged. <laughs> but uh, This will be really terrible when they're fighting someone who has, like, the swastika on them, but it's for, like... It's for the, the, the Hindu the, symbol of peace. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I fight for peace. Ah, the Nazi kill! Buddy, I'm sorry, but that, that don't mean what you think it means no more. <laughs> Alfred gets a present from Jason Todd. Okay. And he calls a Batman. He's like, you gotta come down here right now. It's really important. And right, it's probably like a finger. Right, right it, and, it, and it is not a finger, but it is in that same vein. Uh, meanwhile, Black Mask calls in all of his top men. Including that, that sexy lady. Who? Yes. Top men. And woman. <laughs> and then he murders all of them with a machine gun. Because it's not him? No, it is him. Uh, the Red Hood and Black Mask are finally working together. Basically, Red Hood gives Black Mask an ultimatum. Work for me, and you know, I'll, I'll stop attacking your operations. But all your henchmen have to go. Well, yes. Hold on. But I thought he was going to work... The secret society. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. That's not in the story anymore. Wouldn't Deathstroke come back and be like, hey, you can't say no to us. Well, it doesn't come up. So, okay. because... We just wanted to put Deathstroke in two pages of the book. Because Deathstroke hired people and they failed. Suddenly, Deathstroke's deal is off the table? Or... So, Red That's Hood... really bad. Yeah, I know. So, Red Hood forces uh, Black Mask to work for him. Black Mask, by the way, is funny because he's like... Okay, so I've killed all my lieutenants, so now you're going to stop, and you're going to work for me. And Red Hood's like, why would I do that? And you're like, yeah, why would you do that? Why wouldn't the Red Hood just kill him right now? Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, of course, like, the present was a shock of green hair, which Alfred puts through the computer and determines it's the Joker. Right. We come to it at last. The Joker's role in this book. Remember ten issues ago when... Red Hood beat the Joker with a crowbar? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, well, then he put him away somewhere. And even though Joker's able to escape from Anything. asylums or death traps or he, but he, prisons. He's not feeling up to himself. Right. So He'd had some bad lunch. Yeah. So, and like his stomach was upset. And it lasted however long it takes. So anyway, Joker is kidnapped by the Red Hood. Meanwhile, the Red Hood is like Oh, taunting. I thought he was just dead. No. It looked like it, though. And in fact, I remember thinking when it first happened that it would have been kind of bold. Where it's like, if you're going to do something as audacious as kill, as bring back Jason Todd, you're going to undo that story. Then you better do something even bolder. Like, he kills the Joker, right? Mm -hmm. It's kind of ironic and it's kind of big. It's a big, like, you know, kind of cyclical story for Jason Todd. I mean, that's the revenge. Yeah, he murders the Joker and thereby occupies the role that the Joker has now left vacant. Okay. It's not that the Red Hood would become the Joker, but it's more he occupies the space. He becomes Batman's greatest nemesis. His greatest failure becomes his greatest nemesis. Right. Right? And you could also then not have to do Joker stories for a long time until you decide that he came back to life. Or right. Rachel Ghoul felt like the world needed Joker, so he puts him in a lab. Who gives a shit? Point is, you kill the Joker. That way you blow everybody's mind. If everybody's already mad at you and sending you death threats for bringing back Jason Todd, you might as well go full tilt and kill the Joker too. Because it's the only way you're going to like really earn the resurrection. But no. Because it's all part of Jason Todd's ridiculously circuitous scheme. Right. So, 
Black Mask is like, hey, I'm starting to think that like this whole thing that you tricked me into killing my lieutenant so I'd have nobody to protect me. And Red Hood's like, bingo. So then they fight. So like, everyone acts like a lunatic in this book. So then Red Hood and Black Mask have a big fight. I'm sorry, how does the Black Mask not die immediately? Because Black Mask is a skilled fighter too. And so the two of them have like a pretty big fight. Uh, this is revealed as to why in a minute. But Red Hood and Black Mask fight, and ultimately Black Mask gets the drop on him. Uh, Red Hood gets out his signature dagger, he's gonna stab Black Mask, and then Black Mask swishes it around, stabs Red Hood in the heart. And you're like, oh! Oh, wow. And then Batman shows up, and he's like, no! Oh, wait, that Batmobile? What, what was going on with that? Uh. <laughs> I don't know why. It's <laughs> weird. Yeah, that's his like mini car. That this popped is, out this of another is my Batmobile. Bat coupe. Black Mask rips off the Red Hood's mask to reveal there's some guy in there. It's just some guy. The Red Hood hired. Oh, God damn it. But Red Hood was there the whole time using the two-way radio in the Red Hood helmet. And so he taunts them both. He's like, nah, ha, ha. Okay. But uh, Batman, you you have to go because I because you didn't listen to Alfred. You didn't go back and get my present. So now I've got to just tell you that I have the Joker hostage. And I'm going to kill him unless you come help like the Joker. So you better come down here. Batman's like, oh, I can't figure out where you are. I guess you're just going to have to take care of that for me. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, he doesn't know where he is. She's driving around. Yep. So Black Mask, uh, and, uh, so Black Mask realizes that like the Red Hood helmet's getting like, increasing in heat. And Batman's like, oh no, it's his signature move. So he kicks the helmet out of the way. It doesn't heat up, it just explodes. Yeah, uh, but at this time it heats up. So the helmet explodes and it like kind of takes out the building a little bit. Batman and Black Mask then have like a conversation about like how all this makes sense. Because, you know, Batman's uh, like, so this how... This crazy. Yeah, this is nuts. So Batman's like, yo, how did Red Hood even call you? Like, how did we get to where we were? Right. And Black Mask was like, oh, Red Hood murdered my assistant and shoved a cell phone in his mouth. Oh, and not I, the assistant yeah, that we didn't care the about. The assistant. Mm-hmm. So then Red Hood... So Red Hood killed the assistant and gave the Black Mask a burner phone and then called the Black Mask and then told him his plan. I don't know why we needed to make it a flashback, but here it is. Right. So Black Mask realizes, like, through their conversation and through how Batman is taking this so seriously, that the Red Hood must be a former Robin because of, like, how they worked together. You know, there's no way that... It's kind of a... It's kind of a leap in logic. It is a yeah. little bit, but Black Bi- 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 Mask keep puts the pieces together. I'm sorry, how does he know that there have been multiple Robins? Well, kn- well because if you've fought Batman long enough, you've noticed, like, Robin got older, and then he changed uh, appearances and voice. You know, it's like, just because the costumes changed doesn't mean that there wasn't a different human being in them. Batman is like, I gotta go save the Joker, I guess, or fight Red Hood. Either way, I gotta go. And you're not going anywhere, and he throws a bunch of, like, miniature bat bombs at Black Mask's feet that will go off if he moves. Okay. I'm like, what? So That's very not Batman. Hey, I know. What if I have to go to the bathroom? Well, just, then die. Just go right there. By the way, uh, when Batman and Black Mask were like shooting the shit, Batman saw that like a conveniently placed piece of rubble had a note on it that said, you know where you should meet me. That tipped off where to go. And of course the place to go is Crime Alley, which is where everything starts. Batman's like, I'm going to Ethiopia. Right. <laughs> all right, well, it's going to be a while. Yeah, Batman gets to Ethiopia, and he's just standing in the middle of the freaking desert, and he's like, all right, Jason, This is where move. the building was. Yeah. Yep. Jason's like... It's been, it's been three days. Batman goes to Crime Alley, and Jason's there, and he's like, Naha! Now we fight. We, but we already did that. Yeah, but we're going to fight again. 
Because it's for all the marbles now. Uh, I'm by sorry, the way, how does fighting now work out with his plan of like, you're going to... You don't know where the, the Joker, Joker is. Maybe he's tra strapped to a bomb or something. You, you don't know. So uh, He's strapped to a crowbar that's going to explode. <laughs> so uh, Batman and Red Hood fight a little bit. Um, by the way, uh, this is important because when Batman first met Jason Todd, Jason Todd was a street urchin who was stealing the tires off the Batmobile in Crime Alley. Okay. It's like, oh, it was surreptitious. Like, oh, okay. serendipitous. So, uh, Batman is like, I'm not going to let you kill the Joker. And Todd's like, well, you can try to stop me, but it's never going to work. And then, Chemo, a, like, living bomb character, is dropped on Bloodhaven. And he explodes. Why? Because in Infinite Crisis, this is a plot point. Oh. But Red Hood takes that opportunity to make it look like he did it. Uh, so Batman's like, oh no, like Dick might be dead. Right. And Red Hood is like, yeah, so your options are you can go to Bloodhaven and save Dick, even though you know he's probably already dead. Or you can stay here and fight me to save the Joker. Hold on. What was his actual plan? His actual plan was just to lure Batman to the place where he's holding the Joker. And then offer him a ridiculous, sadistic choice. But now you've given him this bizarro choice where it's just like, what if he doesn't choose the thing you want? Yeah. Oh, then my plan is foiled. <laughs> well, then I kill Joker anyway, and then, I, then we start the whole game over again, I guess. I mean, I that's know. not really the bad plan. That's, that works. No, well, I'm going to kill the Joker yeah. then. Here's the I thing. get my revenge. In the Judd Winnick written animated movie, the chemo plot is completely omitted. Okay. Obviously, because they're not going to reference Infinite Crisis, but at the same time also, it's completely out of left field and it's really dumb. Right. But it's from this thing that happened. By the way, Dick was not in Bloodhaven at the time. Okay. I don't so. like his nose. Oh, the art in this story is the pits. <laughs> so he offers him the, the option to save uh, Nightwing. Yes. Then, or then Batman save takes Joker. the option and to go like, save... Okay, well, I'm going to go save Nightwing. And he's like, no, you don't. And he like starts setting off bombs. And he's like, no, you're, gonna, you're not leaving. Then he's like, okay. What? Why did you tell me I had an option? I wanted you to feel bad. So they fight. And sure. they wind up fighting into the building that Jason Todd wanted them to get into. Okay. Is this knife somehow related to a knife in the Ethiopia story? No. It's just a cool dagger that I'm it's sure just, that when just... Robin ordered them on TV, there were like 12 of them that came in a case. Okay. Because it's just a silly, it's curvy a dagger. It's a signature blade. Yeah. Is it a, a Chris? A I Chris? think so. So Batman and Jason fight they end up in the building that jason wanted them to be in in the room that jason wanted them to be in and batman's like i'm sorry that i didn't save you like i'm sorry i wasn't enough but i'm trying to save you now right and this is when jason is like no you don't understand bruce i forgive you for not saving me this isn't about your guilt this is about how after you didn't save me you didn't kill the joker so like he, but, but he knows that that's not his M.O. Right, but like, you should have. I know it's not your M.O., but he killed me. Exactly. I was a, I was a Robin. I was your son, practically. Right. And, and he killed me. He crippled our friend Barbara. He's filled graveyards of people. Yeah. And 
And you, you still won't kill him. And you still him. won't kill this guy because of what? Some antiquated sense of morality? Like, because your, your ego? Because you won't cross a line? Like, why won't you do it? And Batman's like, don't you understand? And this is the, the, the character reveal of Batman that's like, no. Which is, it'd be too easy. It'd be too easy to kill Joker. All I want to do is kill Joker. I, all I ever want to think about is killing Joker. But if I cross that line, I'll never go back. <laughs> and then Robin is like, hey, I'm not talking about killing Penguin or Two-Face or the Riddler. I, I don't, like, why? Why is it, why is that your Emma? This, like, is, this is the thing where it's like, if I kill one person. I'll kill every person. <laughs> so this is where that comes from? Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. It, I, I can't stop then. Oh, so you're the villain. Right. So I'm you're, sorry. You're a psycho. I, I thought you were the hero. Right? It's like, I'm mistaken. You understand, if I eat one chicken nugget, I will eat every I was chicken say, nugget. I it's like him and potato, he can't have potato chips. Right. <laughs> you can't, you, once you pop, you can't stop. <laughs> you understand, I, I specifically have Alfred hide them yep. in the mansion. Yeah. He fills a like, crystal dish costing $12,000 of six chips. That's my limit. <laughs> but he's like, all I've ever wanted to do is kill Joker. And, 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 and Red Hood, understandably, is like, why? That's freaking weird. And he doesn't answer because no one has an answer for that because that's ridiculous. He just says, I'm not going to do that. And then Robin slash Red Hood slash Jason Todd is like, well, tonight you're going to have to make that choice. So he has Joker and he's got a gun to his head and he's like, you're going to have to kill one of us. And he throws another gun at Batman. And he's like, the only way to stop me is to kill him or me. Those are your options. Okay, to be fair, he should have thrown him a battering. <laughs> no, he, he needs a gun because he needs them to break all these personal mantras of himself. Yeah. But I don't even know how this thing works. <laughs> yeah. So, no, he does. And in fact, in Batman the Cult, Batman and Jason Todd train to fire weapons. So they both are adept with firearms. So Jason says he's going to count to three. And Batman's like, this is your last chance. <laughs> like he's like like dealing with a petulant child yeah and so he counts to three and right before he gets to one Batman throws a batarang which goes behind Jason Todd bounces off a pipe and then embeds into his jugular thereby freeing the Joker and also immobilizing Jason and probably killing him nah, again I just I, I stopped you I, I can get you to hospital like Batman's got like all kinds of first aid in his in his, in his belt that he can stop him from dying i don't have to kill you but i don't have to save you either. i mean yeah so then like, ooh, potato chips hang on yeah <laughs> and joker has one a, a pretty great line where he just says you got him you expert rooting tooting eagle-eyes goth marksman son of a bitch you banked the bad thingy off the pipe i love it you find you managed to find a way to win and still everybody loses and then joker just grabs one of the remaining guns points it at all the C4 that was rigged for this building to explode, and then just fires. This is going off the rails it now. It, well, because well, it's one of those things where it's like, you have a great build, and you have this idea about how it's going to end, right? It's like, it's epic. It's got the sadistic choice. Oh, like he's got to choose Joker or, or Jason. Yeah. And Batman's going to have to find a way. But I've written myself into a corner where the only way that Batman can win is if he does something, like, impossible? Uh, 
This is like an examination of like the chaotic standpoint in D and D, where like Joker's chaotic evil, yes. and Batman is chaotic good, and Jason is, is chaotic neutral. Yep. And he says, "What happens when you put them in a room?" Yeah, put them all in a room and see what happens. Oh, uh, this. Now okay. you know what would have been amazing. Here's my pitch for the end of this book. You know, Batman tries desperately to reach Jason emotionally and like man to man. He's like, "Don't do it." And Jason's just like, three, two. And right as he's saying one, Superman just blasts through the wall behind them and just grabs them both. <laughs> just separates them using his body and just is like, all right, Batman, good thing you called me. Right? Or he just puts his hand in between the gun. Yeah, just nope. Just dunk. Yep. And then just, and then Joker can like crawl away. No, no, and then, no. And then Superman just goes, bam. Yeah, <laughs> to bah. Joker. Yeah. Just, well, you still need the explosion. You still need Jason yeah. and Joker to get away. So then like, Joker shoots the C4. Do you? Well, because otherwise, how are you not going to have this awesome character to keep using? I mean, he could just be put away in a prison, and then I guess he escapes because he was trained by Batman. Yeah, but no, he escaped. So the end of the book is just, like, Batman is sad, and Red Hood got away, but so did the Joker. Or he died, who knows. But he obviously he didn't, because you're not going to kill the Joker. If you're not going to kill Mr. Freeze or the hyena, you kill friggin' Captain, Captain Nazi. Nazi, but not uh, Count Vertigo. That was an easy choice. We're not gonna yeah, it's true. <laughs> very. Easy. We're not gonna kill the Joker. So they got away, and just like in the song. And then the Joker got away. Yeah. yeah. So then uh, there's a there's an actually this has a this collection here has a couple of like backup stories that kind of tell you they show you the issue. I'm sorry, it ends oh, there. That's the end. It's just we've introduced this rich new character into the Bat Mythos. Cool. I knew there was more book because I thought there was more story. No, no, the rest of the book. Has, is a uh, is the is explaining the retcon? How did he come back to life? What happened? What happened? What happened was, uh, Joker beat Jason Todd near death. Jason then leapt in the way of the bomb that Joker also planted to save his mom. The two of them die. Uh, meanwhile, in the uh, paradise dimension where Superboy Prime lives, yeah. he's looking at all the different universes, and in one of them, he sees the DC post-crisis universe where Jason Todd dies. He is so outraged by what he sees. And he also sees like there's an alternate reality where it doesn't happen, which is awesome because I think it's actually the Jim Aparo pencils of the alternate pages from when Jason Todd died. Okay. Because when Jason Todd was killed, he was killed by a 900 number that fans could call in and determine which one they wanted. Should he deliver, should he die? And because it was down to the wire and because it was based on a phone call, they had Aparo draw both endings. And so forever we've seen the part where the, the iconic and beautiful panel of Batman holding Jason's lifeless body. But there's also another panel, and it's this one, of Batman revealing that Jason Todd isn't dead. Superboy Prime is so upset that this is not the reality that came to be that he punches reality itself and it sends shockwaves that resurrect Jason Todd. So Todd wakes up and he digs himself out using basically muscle memory, but because he was beaten in the head with a crowbar, he is resurrected as he was. So he's a brain damaged, lifeless zombie like corpse that's just kind of like shambling across the street. And he winds up getting picked up by a random couple outside of Gotham and he's sent to a, a hospital and they you know, have him under, like, in a coma, in a coma state. And uh, eventually one of the, like, eventually he wakes up and he escapes and he, like, is just kind of, like, wandering thoughtlessly and memoryless 
I saw that they had a fingerprint scan up. Yeah, like, but like they didn't Batman identify him. Oh no, Batman deleted all of his records after he died. Batman got rid of all that shit. He expunged Jason Todd's existence after he died. That way, nobody's like, "Hey, where'd your ward go?" Right. <laughs> so, uh, Todd is like, just kind of like, like, randomly wandering the city, and ultimately he is seen in action because like he's attacked by some random dude so he kicks their ass but he kicks their ass using muscle memory as robin mm -hmm. and one of the random dudes who sees it is a member of the league of assassins and so they call rachel ghoul and rachel ghoul tells talia about it and talia kind of like feels really bad for him so talia arranges for jason to be brought to their lair and so talia keeps todd there and kind of like takes care of him and Raish is like, after a while, Raish is like, okay, I don't have a plan for this kid. If Batman finds out we have him, he's going to wage war on us. Get rid of him. Now I must go because my Lazarus pit needs me. I, I didn't really think this through. Um, drop him off in a was, corner somewhere. It was mostly Talia's plan. So Raish goes into the Lazarus pit. And while he's there, Talia feels bad for Jason. So since she brings Jason to the Lazarus, because the idea is that Raish is like, the kid's brain damaged. He'll never be Jason Todd again. Mm -hmm. We can't give him to Batman or use him as a bargaining chip because it's just a corpse puppet that's shambling around. Like, it's not good. It's not going to endear him to us or use him in any good way. It's not going to help us. Let's just get rid of him. So Natalia brings Jason to the Lazarus pit while it's activated, while her father's in it, and he just shoves Jason into it. Can, can you do that? Uh, yeah. Can two people be in the Lazarus uh, pit? Apparently. I, okay. And maybe... Is it weird? It is weird, because, like, you see Jason, and he's submerged by the Lazarus pit, and it repairs him, and it triggers his memories, which wake him back up, and maybe... You know, the A little bit of rage imprints onto, onto Jason. Jason. So when he emerges, he's insane. More but then, like, kind does of some of Jason imprint onto Raish? No. So, Talia runs away with Jason. And, because Jason, by the way, was under the influence of Talia and the League of Assassins or whatever for a while, which is why Jason, like, ages. Okay. Why he's not 13 when he shows up. Uh, so... Talia gives Jason a duffel bag full of his past and sends him on his way, saying, you have not been avenged. Oh, so Damien's really uh, his kid. Right? That would be amazing. Because, by the way, she does, like, plant one on him. So she does seemingly have some kind of, like, thing for him. That would be an amazing retcon. Jason pieces all the puzzles together. And she also says, like, don't call Batman. Like, solve the mystery of your death first. Because she's like, I know the Batman. What Bat mystery? The mystery is the Batman is a dick who like covered up your murder and like didn't avenge you. I thought you were gonna say the mystery is the Joker beat me to death. Yeah. Oh, I solved that mystery immediately. <laughs> so, but but case closed. The fact that Joker wasn't killed by Batman after he killing Robin makes Jason like freak out. Yeah, so but then that's not a mystery at all. No. So Jason figures out like about Hush, and so he retcons the Hush thing, and then the story ends with him just being being the Red Hood and adopting the mantle that formerly belonged to the Joker. Which is another reason why I like the idea that Jason should kill the Joker, at least for a little while, is because, like, he kind of, like, adopts the mantle that the Joker was. Right. It's, it's, it's like poetry, it rhymes. So, but I love the, 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 the text that follows along with the retcon, where it says, His path was clear. He is Jason Todd. Make no mistake, it is him. As if to say, no, 
any of your theories trying to undermine my retcon are bunk. It's Jason Todd. He's back to life. Deal with it. Get Screw over all it. of you. Get over it. By the way, uh, during the time when this was coming out, fans of the retcon were unofficially called redheads. Just a fun little tidbit of information <laughs> for you. Which Winnick was thrilled by. Of course. Probably because he was thrilled that people weren't giving him death threats for making this audacious retcon. But Under the Red Hood is a story about Jason ingratiating himself back into Batman's life while also behaving like a petulant child and acting kind of like an anti-hero? Because his whole conceit is, like, I'm doing what you should be doing, Batman. I'm using your skills and your tools and, your, and, and all of your knowledge to kill criminals, to stop them permanently. At some point or another, he also decides, like, maybe I should, like, like control crime? Because you know, like, then I can stop it? Yeah, like, I can kind of, like, keep them from being more heinous. You know, like, these guys sold drugs to children. They can't be helped. They must die. But, you know, like, if you're going to sell drugs, you can't, like, stop the drug trade, which is true. And it's like, so I'm going to control it and make sure that, like, drugs can't... Which is, of course, also stupid. Like, Because you you're never going to be able to control it. Exactly. Uh, but, yeah. So, so Jason kind of becomes, like, a half-assed, like, evil Batman or a darker Batman. And, in fact, when Batman, like, goes into the Omega Sanction, there's a whole battle for the cowl arc where, like... Everybody adopts the Batmantle, including Jason Todd, who gets like a cool like knight's armor kind of version of Batman. No. He's like, I'm Batman, he's like killing people. Yeah. He should not want to be Batman because of what happened. I agree, but he does. Uh, I mean, I the thing. They needed to delay the event, so Battle for the Cow was just a, a stopgap. Okay. So like normally it wouldn't have been Jason Todd's motivation, but they needed to fill this time. So I agree with your comment before where if you're gonna go as far as to bring Jason back. back you should kill the Joker in this story. Right, because like, And it should be Jason who does it, not Batman. Right. He's like, I already did it. Yeah. You saw that scene with the crowbar? He's dead. Exactly. And the reveal is we fight, and then we crash into the room, and it's just the Joker's corpse. Right. I mean, like, anything else would have been way more satisfying, although I think a lot of people were satisfied by the story. And I don't blame them, because I get it. Because the Bucky retcon is also solid. I like that, too. Even though it commits the one of the three cardinal sins of, no, of comics. This is interesting. I think they just they there's like there's there's just too much happening. It's a like, lot. It, like the the story itself is interesting. Exploded. No. Yeah, but like the the core. The core story is kind of interesting. Yep. And they just they filled it with too many other things. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it have been speaking of interesting. Wouldn't it have been interesting is uh, if instead of Joker beating Jason Todd to death with a crowbar, he'd beat him to death with a tire iron. You mean, you mean Jason beating the Joker? No, I mean the Joker originally doing that because that's how Jason... It would have been oh, like, yeah. yeah, how they met. Yeah. That would have yes. been cool. Well, I don't think they were... Thinking, no, I know. I'm certainly just, Starlin wasn't thinking about that I'm when he did But that's it. cool. Like, yeah. Because yeah. I saw him walking by in one of the panels with the tire iron. I'm just like, oh, could you like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, the it all comes down to you died because you became, you became a robber. Yeah, right. Because exactly. Because of that moment when Batman found you taking the, the wheels off the, off the Batmobile. That would have been cool. Don't retcon that. Yeah. Leave it as it is. Right. Saying. No, I like the I like the crowbar. So. In the uh, Jeff Johns written, Jason Fabic drawn, black label printed retcon story, The Three Jokers, one of the Jokers is holding a bloody crowbar. Oh. So you're like, oh. The Joker who killed Jason Todd is one of the three Jokers in the DC Pantheon. I wonder why that is. <laughs> so, 
Because the Killing Joke Joker is a different Joker too. And you're like, what? Yeah. No, that's okay. They can still be the same Joker. I'm not entirely sure what you're talking about. That's fair. You'll we'll see find you guys out. next time <laughs> with another episode of Back Issues. I'm Sal. I'm Ben. And I'm Tiffany. By the way, check the description box below this video. You can get a copy of this volume for yourselves. See you next week.